I mean, how long has the park been around? I think we can stop the beta testing. It's no longer a prototype. So let's, 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 let's hashtag change the P, folks. Hashtag change the P. Oh, never go. happened. Never happened, Brian. Welcome back, everybody. This week's bonus episode of the DCL Duo podcast. And got to start by welcoming Sam. Welcome, Sam. Hello. I'm happy to be here, Brian. She's still working on her tagline, folks. She's still working on her tagline. <laughs> you know, suggestions suggestions are, are welcome. Uh, I think that uh, if we haven't already played the main show this week, uh, I'll just put out there that we've got a phone line to call in now where you can leave us voice messages. So if you've got suggestions for Sam's tagline, let's hear them. Let's hear them. All right. Well, we're going to spend a little bit more time with our guests uh, from our main show this week, Adrian and Emily, and they had a parks trip sandwiched between the two cruises that we talked about on our show. And two cruises meant a lot of time spent on those. We didn't have time to get into their parks trip. And so just want to spend a few minutes chatting with them about their experience at Walt Disney World. And so let me start by welcoming Adrian and Emily back to the show. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Hi, Brian. Hi, Sam. Thanks for sticking around uh, to talk your parks visit. Like you guys did something uh, I haven't heard of anybody else doing that we know of. I'm sure other people have done it, but you sandwiched two cruises with, I don't know, let's call it an ice cream sandwich with the parks in the middle. <laughs> don't try this at home. It's too busy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you had like, you had two awesome chocolate chip cookies and you had some, I'll give it better than vanilla ice cream, but you had some, you had some decent ice cream in the middle. Right. So we're going to get some hate from parks lovers out there now. Sam. I Thank know, you for that. I know. I'm Thank just joking. I'm joking. It's not vanilla ice cream. It's obviously better than vanilla ice cream. Well, where did, where'd you stay? Six people. We talked about the rooming situation on the cruise ships, but it's, you know, it's not a whole lot easier at the parks for six. So where'd you stay? The only place that you can easily sleep for six on property are the cabins, which we've done before at Fort Wilderness cabins, which we've done before. But typically we stay at a timeshare. If you're a member of Interval International, there are some Sheraton and Marriott timeshares that you can stay at that are two bedroom, two bath units. We stay at the Sheraton Vistana more frequently than not now. It's a really convenient location. It's a very quick drive and it gets us to the parks in about 10 minutes. Nice. That's awesome. Does it have a pool on property as well? So if you want to relax with, you know, instead of going to the parks one day or do you know part of the day sort of relaxing back at the hotel? It does. We've stayed four times and we've never stayed at the pool because when we go to the parks, we'll either go to the parks and the water park and we don't really use a lot of the hotel amenities. So for us, it really is sleeping, some cooking in the morning, and that's the benefit of staying in these kinds of rooms. They have a full kitchen, which is also a benefit of staying in the Fort Wilderness cabins too, that they have a full kitchen. So staying off property, did you find much hassle? I mean, Disney World now has implemented, right, this extra hour of time for folks staying on property, at least deluxe resort guests staying on property. I think it is. We're not a park show folks. So if you need that kind of detail information, head over to Rope Drop Radio, one of our favorites. Um, but did you find much of a hassle in terms of your parks experience, not being able to like take advantage of some of those early park hours? No, we typically will make sure that we start our day off with a, a solid breakfast, a sit-down breakfast at one of the on-property restaurants. And we don't usually get our morning started too early. So we didn't miss out a lot there. We'll stay later if we have to, as opposed to waking up earlier and going to the parks at Rope Drop. And my favorite hours of the day are pretty much like after fireworks, if they're open later, depending on the park. The last couple hours where people go home, I, I just, and the sun is not so intense. So we usually would we'll kind of arrive at the park more at like 10, 11 or noon or something. 
and then stay later if we can, just the way that it works in Florida. To me, I'd rather be there when it's cooled off slightly in the evenings. What about the uh, the controversial question to Genie Plus or not to Genie Plus these days? <laughs> did, did you use Genie Plus for your trip or did you just find it unnecessary? So we actually were at the parks when Genie Plus was first introduced back in October. So we used it on opening day and it was not a fantastic experience. <laughs> we have tried it again since. We did not use it this last time at all, nor did we do any individual lightning lanes. Did you find that that impacted the experience at all for you? Did did you feel like you were standing around in long lines or, or anything like that? Or did you take an easier approach to the park? So you just kind of, you know, go to the rides that have availability and skip the ones that don't. Yes, we've been enough where we probably, we and we also intentionally were taking a little bit easier this time. So we kind of just talked to our kids beforehand and said, all right, is there one or two rides that you think would be worth it to you to wait in a 45 minute line or, or more? I mean, if it was, you know, I think Haunted Mansion was, I don't know, an hour and a half. So we just basically said, sorry, that, that's a no-go. Um, but they've certainly been on it plenty of times. So we said, all right, what is the one like at Hollywood Studios? They all said Rock and Roller Coaster. So we said, okay, that'll be it. That will just be the one that we kind of put in our time for. And if not, other than that, we'll focus on shows or we'll wait until we can kind of catch some rides, you know, with a little bit shorter line at different times. We also had met up with my aunt and cousin and her two kids that just totally coincidentally, we didn't even know they were going to be there. Um, Adrian had posted something on social media that about us going to be there. And she said, Hey, we're going to be there next week too. So just total surprise. We haven't seen them in years, but we wound up spending a lot of the time with them. And their kids are even younger than ours. So between combining all of those different ages and mostly wanting to spend time with them, we just said, forget trying to <laughs> trying to bounce from one thing to another. When we did try the Genie Plus, we felt it was so much time on the phone. And then it was this constant planning and, oh no, now we have to run to this thing. We just, that just wasn't what we felt like doing this time. If you've ever dealt with anxiety, stay away from Genie Plus. That is my pro tip. <laughs> <laughs> and we actually used a lot of the Touring Plans Lines app to determine whether we should go on a ride based upon their anticipated wait time versus what the posted wait time was as well. I think if the promise of Genie Plus is to help you plan your day, it does a terrible job at it. The only reason that I get the Genie Plus is for the, you know, it's the only replacement for Max Pass, basically, or Fast Pass, sorry, at Disney World. We are a family that goes to Disney World infrequently because we live on the other side of the country. So it's like, you know, we want to ride Ratatouille. We'll, we'll grab an individual lightning lane to make sure that we can get on that ride. Um, yeah, we haven't used it very much. Um, we're going to be going down to Disneyland over Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we're, we're So for people who hear this episode, you'll be like, oh, you didn't you already go? Because this is uh, we're recording this a week before Memorial Day. But yeah, we we will be using it and we'll kind of see how it goes. Which which parks did you get to go to and how many days? I don't know if we asked you this. We did one day at Magic Kingdom. Um, we did not park hop. That was another um, effort and sort of simplifying it and making it slightly more relaxing for ourselves. So we did a whole day at Magic Kingdom and then... Um, a day at Hollywood Studios yeah. and a day at Epcot. Yeah, like a half day at Epcot yeah. kind of wound up being, but yeah. So we skipped out on Animal Kingdom, which is unfortunate because that's Emily's one for, if not her favorite, yeah. her second favorite park. I love it. It's it's a great park, but one, it's the hottest park. <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. For me, that's always a consideration. But, you know, when you have limited time and you got to choose, you know, three out of four gates, it's probably the one I would drop, actually. <laughs> Only because Epcot has a couple of new things, right? If Epcot didn't have... Epcot for a while was probably the one I would drop, except for I love the World Showcase. Now it's got Ratatouille, so I, I can't not go 
to Epcot. Well, and Epcot now has Guardians, so Cosmic Rewind, Sam. But we haven't gotten, yeah, but it's not, we haven't been. Yeah, but we're definitely going to go to Epcot next trip to do that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. We were also there during um, the Flower and Garden Festival, which I love, love the Flower and Garden Festival. We love the festivals, food and wine, Flower and Garden. We love them all and we've been to all of them. So we go to Epcot every chance we get because again, we love eating and you can eat your way around that place. <laughs> I do too. I will agree with you there. If there's a festival, you got to go to Epcot just so that you can eat around the world. I mean, it's just, it's awesome. They should change the name to Epcot, you know, Experimental Food Community of Tomorrow. There you go. It's one constant festival these days or Experimental Festival Community of Tomorrow. That's true. Um, yeah, That's there, pretty much there their, main, their main focus, I think now pretty much feels like the festival. It's not really a community i mean how long has the park been around i think we can stop the beta testing it's no longer a prototype so let's, let's, let's hashtag change the p folks hashtag change the p oh never go. happened never happened right <laughs> All right, we're taking a quick pause here and excited to welcome a new show sponsor to our show. He's going to be sponsoring our bonus episodes, at least for the next couple of months, and that is Blisslets. And so if you've not heard of Blisslets before, first, you're probably going to be seeing them on board the Disney ships here pretty soon and being sold in the Disney stores. They are a fabulous alternative to C-Band. So Sam got a chance to check them out on our last cruise. They were kind enough to send her a couple of pairs to try out. Sam suffers from some seasickness and motion sickness at times and has used C-Bands in the past to try and alleviate that. And so she decided to give these blisslets a try. The two things Sam loved most about her blisslets were one, they're a much more stylish alternative to the traditional C-bands, but two, they also were better constructed. Uh, she said that she felt like they would hold up a lot better to the wear and tear on board than uh, the C-bands would. So she really liked them. They had a lot of great styles, even have some in leather. Uh, and so really, really nice product that she enjoyed. And she can't wait to try them out again on our cruise coming up here soon. So if you are a traditional C-bands user, but you're looking for something that's just maybe a little bit nicer to wear on board the ship, then head over to blisslets.com and check them out. We highly recommend them and Sam has really enjoyed the product so far. So head over there, check them out. And thanks to Blisslets for sponsoring this bonus show. Well, any favorite dining spots on property that you love to hit up? You mentioned that you love to start with a good brunch, but any any memorable dining spots? Well, one tip and part of why we do that, I don't know if we should give this secret away because if too many people do it, it won't work anymore. But uh -oh. we, well, we'll just cut uh, this out of the show then. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just if, kidding. If, it, <laughs> is, um, if, if we're planning to go to the Magic Kingdom, we will eat breakfast because again, we always get a rental car. So we drive there and we will park and have breakfast at one of the Monterey resorts. So either we'll eat at Ohana for breakfast or Grand Floridian Cafe, um, 1900 Park Fair, if they, whenever they um, open again. And then we just leave the car there during the day. And then we can take the monorail directly to the park rather than dealing with the transportation and ticket center. And then you're dealing with the security at the monorail entrance at the resort, which is much quicker and much more convenient. Oh, yes. This is a great tip. I love this. We, we always stay on property, so it, it's probably not something we would end up doing. But um, which, which is your favorite of these brunch spots? Food-wise, I mean. My favorite breakfast on property used to be Boma. My favorite food in, in all of Walt Disney World was the watermelon rind salad that they used to have. It was so interesting and so tasty, and I love watermelon. But so, they haven't brought it back since the pandemic. 
And the past couple of times, the allergy-friendly waffles at Boma were not as great as the other restaurants. So that one has moved down for me. Ohana is my favorite breakfast place now. It's fantastic. The ham with the pineapple on top is lovely. They give you instead of I think there's a banana bread or some kind of some kind of bread that they normally give. But since we have all these allergies, they actually bring you a cinnamon sugar donut from Aaron McKenna's, which is an allergy friendly bakery at Disney Springs. And you can order as many of them as you want. Oh, my goodness. That sounds delicious. And I don't even need allergy friendly stuff. And I want to eat that donut. (laughs) Aaron McKenna's is really good. It's at Disney Springs. I mean, they have so many things there. We love it, obviously, because it's vegan and gluten-free completely. But even if not, I think they have some really amazing bakery items. But my favorite breakfast is still Boma. I like having a little bit more of a savory breakfast. I feel like, especially when we're going to be at the park all day, I feel better than if I've eaten a lot of sugar donuts as my breakfast <clears throat> uh, for certain people <laughs> over here who eat a lot of them. But um, I just feel better if I've had a little bit more of a savory breakfast. So I love, love Boma. But that doesn't work for our, you know, for parking and whatever, because it's Animal Kingdom Lodge, but it's still wonderful. Well, we haven't done, we haven't done breakfast at either of those places. So it sounds like we, something we need to put on our list. Wouldn't you say, Brian? I vote, I vote yes. <laughs> <laughs> I vote yes. That was easy. <laughs> I, I assigned my proxy voting to you. So there you go. <laughs> the thing that is great about both of those places is that they're fairly reasonable for what you get, which is an all you can eat buffet. I think for an adult, Ohana is $25 per adult and Boma is 29. And when you're considering that it really is as much as you want to eat and there's at Boma, there's freshly carved turkey or ham and all of the waffles and pancakes you can eat. And the same with Ohana, that's a really great deal. I'm curious about the kid favorites here. So in terms of rides and attractions, I was Rock and roller coasters is an aggressive ride, so it was really interesting to hear that across the board that's the one your kids wanted to do. But what are the what are the favorites at each park? The ones that they said this time around, yeah, we'll stand in line for forty five minutes or, or longer to do that ride. Well, she said it was the older three. The youngest one, who's five, is too small to go on rock and roller coaster. So and. And I actually think we're getting a little old to go on rock and roller coaster. My head doesn't feel so well afterwards now. But Adrian, Adrian uh, took. Yeah, he went with him this time, so he took the took that one. But um, what else? I think. What did they say for Magic Kingdom? Magic Kingdom. We went on Space Mountain. That was their ride. Yes. We all really like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. It's a very smooth roller coaster, but it's also very short. So they picked Space Mountain this time. The wait, yeah, it's usually a, a rough one. And then at Animal, well, we didn't go to Animal Kingdom. And then at Epcot, Figment, surprisingly. That is everyone's <laughs> favorite ride of Figment Journey into Imagination. We have taught them well. That's why. <laughs> yes, I love Figment. Who doesn't? Oh, well, yeah, but it's the ride. It's the ride most in need of a refurb in my like I want them to keep Figment. I want them to keep the ride, but can we we need to do something? We need to we need to we need to bring some imagination back to that ride. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but you don't ever you don't really ever have to wait a long time for that ride because there's a reason. reason. When the line for living with the land is longer than figment, you know there's something wrong in this equation. <laughs> <laughs> I actually love living with the land too. But then sometimes I also wonder, like, do I like these because the line is short and it's a, a an air-conditioned space? I mean, that might be that might be what it is that I'm looking for. That's an okay reason to love a ride, Emily. <laughs> Our kids really would like to go on test track, but test track is down so often often throughout the day that when it reopens, the lines are really long. Yeah. So that's one. if we were doing like a Genie Plus, obviously that would be a top. Well, there's just not a lot there that would be. So probably every person 
person who does Genie Plus at Epcot. That's what they're trying to do. Um, but in Animal Kingdom, their favorite is Expedition Everest. Oh, wow. So they like roller coasters. They do. And we're getting I mean, a they're Disney form. coasters, but they're still roller coasters. Those are still pretty, you know. True. If we ever if we ever break down and introduce them to uh, Universal or something, that's a whole new <laughs> a whole new thing for them. Roller coaster wise. Were there any um, any other uh, dining that you did in the parks on this trip that, you know, stand out or, or something maybe you hadn't done before? Well, we tried the new, I think it's Connections Cafe, right? At Epcot, Epcot which that was, was really good. Really good. Yeah. I mean, allergy wise, that was great. The food, we really enjoyed it. Yeah, that was great. That was a great new spot. I was really glad they opened that. In Magic Kingdom, we really like Diamond Horseshoe. Liberty Tree Tavern is the Thanksgiving all year round restaurant and Diamond Horseshoe is mimicking that menu as well. And they do a really nice allergy friendly Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, nice. That's a good tip. So you can get stuffing, you can get turkey, you can get pot roast, you can get mashed potatoes. So good. It's really good. And then for dessert, they'll bring you out 10 scoops of raspberry sorbet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you lost me at raspberry sorbet but before you got so to raspberry good. sorbet you were we were going well we were doing well here i was thinking i would want to travel with you guys yeah <laughs> well sounds like a fun trip and such an interesting experience to go from cruise to park to cruise so just really interesting to hear about but appreciate you taking a little bit more time with us today and sharing your parks experience with uh, our listeners absolutely thanks for having us thank you so much well, thanks as always for listening to our bonus episode this week. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have uh, suggestions for bonus content that we could put out, hey, let us know. Questions, people you'd like us to talk to, that sort of thing. We're always open to show suggestions, so just let us know. So with that, just thanks to everyone out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us those five-star reviews. We love reading the reviews from our listeners and connecting with you in that way. And we love reading them on the main show each week. So head over, leave us those five-star reviews. We've got a few left to read, but we'll run out quickly, so don't miss your chance. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also head over to the DCL Duo blog and podcast Facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself. If you'd like even more great content from the DCL Duo, you can browse over to youtube.com slash dclduo to see some of the videos we put up from our vacations. And if you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash dclduo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for helping to defray the cost of the show each and every month. You can also support the show by browsing to touringplans.com slash travel to book your next fabulous Disney vacation. Just let them know the DCL Duo sent you. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney Family of Theme Parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney Cruise or Disney Vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night. Good night.